0: Without further
1: ado, that's what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. could make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not.
0: Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore, and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by my colleague. NBA Futures Analyst, Brandon Anderson, and this is your How to Bet NBA Conference and Title Odds episode. We are going to do two separate episodes on this one, trying to figure out how to bet conferences and title futures and talk about them separately. And then I got COVID, and COVID has basically kicked me in the face for the last eight days. I'm definitely not over it, but we are powering through. Uh, Brandon podcasted when he had COVID. He was much uh, stronger than I was. Um, but we are here and we want to let you know that everything we talk about is in the award-winning Action Network app. The best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in. And you've, we've got our new media center, so you can catch this podcast as well as Big Bets on Campus with an absolutely incredible Week Zero edition of their hotline. They have a bad beef line that you can call. And the, the calls about Nebraska were, ah, chef's kiss. Just just a delicious first episode of Big Bets on Campus. NFL obviously starting here in about two weeks from when we record this. Make sure to check out the Action Network podcast, which you can, again, you can find all that in the Media Center. We're going to have a new daily show started. There's so much cool stuff. You got to check it out, but you got to download the app if you want to get it. Download the Action Network app. You got to do it right now. On today's show, this is your How to Bet NBA Conference and Title Odds. And the more I thought about it, the more it actually does make sense to talk about these in tandem, Brandon, because we're talking about how to bet these things. We'll we have picks at the end. I've already made some bets. I put those out weeks ago. I still like them. I haven't moved off of them. There's some other ones that we'll probably talk about. But primarily, this is more of like a how to bet one because this is something that, as you know, I bet a lot during the season. I build a lot of positions on these, and I have a lot of different ways I like to bet because I prefer team betting. MVP is the, is the thing I pay the most attention to during the season. However, from a betting standpoint, I think there's actually a lot of value in years where there's not a predominant favorite like this one. I think there's a lot of value. And historically, that kind of has been the case. If we look back, you know, sports odds history has all these reviews of of recent years. And one thing I did find when we look at the actual title odds is so you've got these years where the Warriors were the favorite and they won and the Heat with LeBron were the favorite and they won. And you've got this the, when the Lakers were the favorites and they won. But other than that, if it's not a year where you have this one team that's ultra dominant, there is a little bit of separation. Last year's winner was the sixth highest in champion odds rakes preseason. The year before was second. The year before was fourth. You know, we had those two years with the Warriors. Then the Cavs were actually third prior in, in the year that they won. Um, going back to before the, the heat run, you've got the mavericks which were 7th and the lakers were actually only second you have these little opportunities this is historically i will say one of the people things that people talk about when we we talk about betting nba especially title futures is we will talk about how there's kind of these there's always been these favorites these big big favorites we're not in that era right now we're just not in an era of big favorites
1: yeah i was going to ask you that we'll probably get into it but it feels like you know what we've been used to for for a decade really of having the you know we had 4 years of heat and we had 5 years of warriors we basically had an entire decade of just well we know how this goes and you know me you know me and, uh, and my fatalism of how i kind of latch on to like all right well we all know how this is going to end here's the team that's the title favorite it's the slow death march toward the finish line i think that as fans we've kind of been we, we've kind of been told, not really told, but we 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 are trained to think that way. That's what's been happening a lot of times. It doesn't always end that way because the injury comes at the wrong time or that sort of thing. But we're on like a decade in a row of of that, of, of that priming us for the season. But it's ended. And it's a very different thing these last few years. And for a while, I think we kind of did like, well, you know, the Warriors got hurt. Well, the pandemic and the bubble. Well you know, we, we kind of started making excuses for why there wasn't that team. And yeah, I'm wondering what you think now. Do you think, is this just a new era and we just need to reprime how we think about this and we don't have that dominant team and we probably won't going forward until something changes, you know, in the CBA or or how the cap rule works? Part of what
0: I think here is, I, I will say this, it was baffling to me. I bet the Warriors plus 1,200 the day after the 2021 finals. I bet them consistently in preseason. Like that was a big position for us. Now I I took a hit on that when I faded them in the finals versus the Celtics. You're welcome. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, but but in general, I made out very well on this on the Warriors winning. And, and in truth, I really kind of still feel like if the if you want to go a contrarian to the idea of parity, that's the answer here. Is like no. look, when the Warriors have been healthy, they've won the title. When the Warriors have been healthy, they've won the West. And then you could argue like they lost Andrew Bogut in 2016 and then Draymond misses a game. Like if they have their guys for the duration of the series, they win the title. And that's been true since 2015 when Steve Kerr arrived. They took two years off and recouped and got healthy and rebuilt the roster. And now you can argue that they're back. I think there's probably some value on the Warriors now. I don't know if I want to bet them right now because I do think they're going to have a rough regular season we'll talk about that when we get to their win total so they're a team that i do we we've talked about you and and i and raheem are always our former colleague now at the ringer uh raheem palmer we uh we're always talking about okay how do we define like how do we define value and why do we think this is going to be a better number later we're talking about this with joe on twitter too like we don't do enough of specifically i think this team is going to be better at x point With the Warriors, I genuinely think on like January 1st is going to be a really good low buying low point for a Warriors title future. And we could talk a little bit about kind of the timing of some of this stuff. I do want to start here because this is a conference and title odds feature. And I honestly don't have a good answer for this, Brandon. When is there value in betting a conference title odds versus the NBA championship?
1: So I think the answer to that depends a lot on how do you see the overall landscape? And that won't surprise you because you know that that's my thing. That's what I do is I try to zoom out and do the big picture landscape. But I think especially, you know, we talked about this during the playoffs that just just finished a few months ago that we kept looking at, okay, well, what's the finals look like? You love your finals matchups and you love to kind of think about, well, what about this team and how do they match up against whoever? Right now, this didn't happen this way, but during the playoffs, there was a prevailing thought, I think we both shared it, that we liked the East. We didn't really necessarily know if we believed in the Warriors. We had a lot of doubts about the Suns. We had questions about some of the other West teams. There was a West gauntlet, so there was a better chance of not the best team coming out of the West. Whereas in the East, you had Giannis. You had Embiid, perhaps. You had the Celtics, who were the juggernaut. It felt like the East was the champion and the West would maybe be the consolation prize. It didn't turn out that way, but to me, that's where I remember during our playoff run, looking to bet. I did bet on the Warriors. I only bet them to win the West, though. I wish I'd bet them for title, but I bet them under that premise where I think that you can win a few series. I think that the Warriors could beat the Suns or the Mavericks or the Jazz. Those were their possible conference finals opponents. But I didn't like the matchup. I didn't like, you know, what happens when you get to, especially right now, we still have, we have Giannis and we have Embiid, these dominant big men that a team like the Warriors, we still don't know what would they have done against a team like that, against a a specific matchup like that. So I think if you look at the conferences like that, and it could be the opposite. Maybe you think that the Embiid, Giannis, Celtics types teams have been slugging it out all year and they can't keep up with the fast, better. The West is just better at everything. Maybe you think that, but I think that's your spot to say, okay, I'm going to bet on the team to just win the conference. I don't want to have to take on the extra matchup in the finals. I don't know if I like the matchup for them in the finals where it goes. Then I think that's a spot where you can bet conference instead. That's that's the main way for me. I've got a couple other things, but what do you think about that?
0: I think he makes some, the good point about the matchups, I will say that I don't bet a lot of conference stuff. I'll bet conference matchups. I have a bunch of already conference finalists matchups because DraftKings put that out there. And so I went bonkers doing parlays on it (laughs) um, because I'm a sicko. But the reason I would say this is if you're going to bet a conference future, I think that you need to be focused on, like you said, the matchups and for that, you need to see the regular season and you need to see the actual bracket. Yes. Like you need to be able to see X, Y, Z. Like You need to be able to see, like, they're going to play this team and this team. They're not going to have to play this team. As an example, right? If the Suns have to face the Clippers this year, based off of what I know right now, let's say they started tomorrow, okay? Then I wouldn't want to bet Suns conference futures. I would just want to bet Suns title futures because it's like, look, if I think they could beat the the Clippers, I think they can win the whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing I think you need to do when you're doing conference and title odds is you have to decide upfront, are you a hedger or not? Because you're going to have so long between now. And even if you bet like January, that's a six month wait on that. So you need to decide, like, are you somebody that wants to hedge or or do you want to just bet it and forget about it? If you're looking to do that, you know, I think you can bet mid season and get good value and just go in on the team that you're like, they're just the best. Right. Like I bet the Warriors when when Draymond got hurt and I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And I was lucky that it turned out that way. I bet the Warriors again and when Steph got hurt and everyone's like, "Ooh," and I was like, it's a minor ankle sprain. They're fine. I bet the Warriors again. Um, timing, I think, is really crucial in these markets, I think, even more so than MVP Because those awards can take twists and turns based off of individual performance and injuries rather than these title features, which are very much built on like, do you have the capacity to get through the gauntlet of the playoffs? And a lot of that's injury, but a lot of it's also like matchup stuff. And we talk throughout the year a lot on the on buckets about what teams were built for postseason versus regular season. And then Brandon ignores all that and bets on the jazz. But in general, like, we talk a lot about which teams are built for for which and which teams we have a lot of confidence in and which teams we don't. And so those are opportunities, that I think, again, to kind of look for it. For you, what's an identifier for finding value either in preseason? Let's talk about preseason first. Yeah. What are, is it just team strength? Is it depth for them to survive injuries? Like, how do you find value on a conference or a title bet at this point in the season?
1: So I want to separate those. I think what you said kind of mirrors what I said in this way. If you're betting a title future, you are just going all in on that team to be the best, period. They will take on all comers, whoever they get, they'll beat them. That's what you're betting on for a title future. For a conference, you can not quite have to do that. You can kind of envision the path and say, well, I don't know if I'm quite ready. Like for me, to believe that the Warriors were ready to take on everyone and beat them. I did not believe that when the playoffs started. I did think they were very good, good enough to navigate the path to come out of the West. And so that was a spot for it. So I think conference is more of a matchup and path sort of angle. Title odds is more of, this is my team. This is my guys. I'm going in. I believe in them. I don't care who they have to face. I like them. I'll like them in any matchup. Let's go. So that said, how I identify who I would bet on for a conference future right now in August, before the season starts in particular, the teams that catch my eye when I'm looking down through the list right now are the teams that I think that I expect to be very good regular season teams. And it's not necessarily, now that's going to be our jazz again, not this year, not anymore. But a year, two years ago right now, that's me saying, you know what, let's bet on the Jazz right now. And that would not have worked out for me if I only played the Jazz. But as I think about conference and title futures, this may surprise you, normally have been more of a grab my team and ride them out, no hedging, no no building on it, that's my guys. As I think about conference and title, especially now, so far away, 10 months away from it paying out if I'm gonna play a ticket now, to me it has to be because I'm building a position. And I don't like to think of it necessarily as hedging. Hedging can have a negative connotation of like, oh, I'm gonna sacrifice my value, I'm in a good spot, but I'll just take what I can and get out. I don't think building a position has to be that. And you've helped me learn that, that you can grab this team, grab that team, get the price while it's low. It's a portfolio, it's a stock market. You're buying when, when the price is low, and being able to grab it later. So I look at a team like a Denver or like a Minnesota. Those are teams that caught my eye. as like, I think that you have a chance to be very, very good regular season team. Why is that valuable? Because I expect you to outperform what your current win total looks like. And more importantly, I expect you to maybe be the one seed, the two seed. And now you have a much better path when the playoffs start than what the odds are currently implying right now. The odds are currently assuming the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns, maybe the Lakers are the top seed. If I think Denver is the one seed, and that implies now I get home court for all the Western series, and now I get a favorable matchup once, maybe twice, then buying a Denver ticket right now has value, even if I don't necessarily think Denver can finish the job later.
0: The question of building a position, I think is it just depends on how much you want to bet during the season, right? Like a lot, of, that's gonna be the starting points. Like if you don't if you have a full time job and you like to listen to this podcast on the side, but you're not gonna, you know, you don't want to be betting whatever, then like consistently you just wanna have a bet and write it. Then, you know, we'll have those picks for you. I do think that the way that I tend to look at it though is there is I mean, part of this is it's always I think about things so much from the viewpoint of probability. I don't look at it from a I'm not a takesman, right? Like I don't look at this and go like the Clippers are absolutely winning the NBA. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like there's a, I I understand how fragile these things are. I've seen great teams not win the title. I've seen teams that should have won the title. The 2019 Milwaukee Bucks, Raheem should have won the title. They didn't sometimes Fred Van Vliet has a kid and shoots 75% effective field goal percentage for five games happens like the stuff just happens in the nba and that's one of the things i do think is interesting this question of buying the dip versus making sure that you're not missing an opportunity when one team is asserting itself this season was actually a really fascinating example of this where i regret not being more bullish on the celtics early like I bet enough of the Celtics in the early rounds, and then I bet them when they went down to the Bucks. You know, I took opposite tracks on that Bucks celtics series. When the Celtics went down, I was like, I'm buying Celtics now. They don't have Chris Middleton. They're still in the series, yada, yada. I had, you know, standing bets of uh, Celtics Warriors from early, from the first round, and I'll talk a little bit more about why I like this parlay so much later. But, like, those are the things that helped me. If you look back, though... Like if we go back and we look at where these bets were mid-season and what the value was, like I was really stunned when I went back and looked at some of these numbers that were on the board as I was prepping for this podcast. The Celtics in 2020, okay, on January 1st, the Celtics were plus 2,000. The Heat were plus 3,500. The Heat, maybe you could say that that was like a weird example because of the bubble and everything. But the Celtics, we knew were really good. And they were 20 to 1 to win the title. If you look back this year, even um, there really was kind of a, a delayed effect in terms of when the odds caught up on the Celtics. As of January 1st, the Boston Celtics were plus 6,600. February 1st, a month later, that's when they, they started late, right? Was when the run started. 6,600 by all star, they're down to 2,500, but they're still 25 to 1. March 1st, they're 18 to 1. And on April 1st, two weeks before the playoffs, the Celtics are still plus 900. When we had, as you would constantly talk about, this multi month run where they were the best team in basketball. And we're still getting a 9 to 1 on them as of April 1st over at Bet MGM,
1: right? Yeah, well, and I think part of that is that as good as they had been, it's part that, well, is it real? Will it last? Like, you know, you said as much as anyone on the podcast, like I don't want to buy at their high point. I I feel like it's going to cool off. So that is part of it. And I think the books have to kind of price that in. But the other thing is that early dip does matter because that early dip meant that no matter how good the Celtics were, they still were not going to be the one seed. And that meant this year, that they still were going to have to face the Bucs in the second round. That mattered, and that's part of what was priced into those odds because, hot team or not, the Celtics had what looked like a really difficult path and turned out to be even harder, we thought, when they get the Nets in the first round. right? That didn't actually matter, but going into the playoffs, we suddenly had the, the daunting possibility of having to beat the Nets and then the Bucs and then the Sixers or Heat and then the West team And because of the early dip, even as hot as they were, they made their bed that way. You could even argue, maybe that's why the Celtics aren't champions right now. Maybe they were the best team and would have beaten the Warriors if they hadn't spent the previous six weeks getting beaten down in their seven-game drawn-out series that they ended up in because they stunk in November and December. Like, maybe everything came home to roost, and that's actually all part of it. So...
0: One thing I've had people ask about as I discuss building positions and things like that is like, are you just betting on every team? And the answer is no. I, do I bet on a number of teams? Yeah. Like I, I have a wide a wide range because that's how my brain works in these seasons where there's more than one. If last year there had only been like two to three serious contenders, then I would have bet that as such. But like, I, I think the Heat could have won the title. I think the Celtics could have won the title. I think the Bucs could have won the title. That's just in the Eastern Conference and none of those teams won. Then you have the West and it's like, yeah, the Warriors could have won. And yeah, the Suns could have won, right? And so I do think that preseason is a great time to bet long shots. I don't think you want to bet like the Celtics plus 550 right now is terrible value. It just is like I'm going to be telling you a lot about why I like the Celtics unders for the season. I'm going to be telling you a lot about why I'm prepared to be wrong on that about all these types of things. There is just a lot that has to, to happen between now and then. There's just. There's a lot that, that has to happen. So now I think it's the time for you to take these long shots and put yourselves in these positions. I think the sexiest one that, and this is one that's already taken money. The Denver Nuggets are, are plus 1900, The 19 to one win the NBA title, and that's a very sexy, very sharp, very, there's going to be a lot of folks. that are like, you know who I like. It's going to be the Nuggets. I don't think there's bad value on that because I do think there's a good chance. I will say if you're going to bet a title bet, you better, you better feel like they can make the conference finals. Not that they will, but you yeah. feel like don't be taking somebody where you're like, well, I can see them going out in the second round.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna add that too. Of why would I bet conference instead of title? Is similarly, I I only will bet on a team that I feel really good about making it at least the round prior. Yeah. So when I talked about Denver, for example, or Minnesota, and maybe that surprised you here, in Minnesota. But if even if I think you know the Jazz last couple years of Jazz even if I don't believe it all, even if I don't think that they have any real shot and Gobert made them flawed and yada, yada, yada. If I do think they're going to be the one seed and then you have to expect them to beat the eight seed and be favored and at home against a lesser four or five seed, you have to assume that if they're the one seed, if you think they're good enough to do that. If that's the case, you now have a team in the conference finals at hopefully if you bought the right ticket, a good price and worst case scenario, Now you hedge. Now you build the position. You say, you know what? I don't like the jazz here anymore. They're playing the Clippers or they're playing the Warriors or they're playing really anybody. We don't like the jazz. They're not going to beat them. But guess what? You're in a powerful position now because even though you want no part of your ticket anymore and you don't think it's going to win, you've got a 20 to one from preseason or a 15 or a 10 and now you can play the other side. So to me, I, I, I will I don't believe at all. And my my Minnesota Timberwolves, your Minnesota Timberwolves, really, I do not believe they're gonna win the title or make it to the finals. I don't at all. But I think they could be a pretty good regular season team. And if they do, then they have a good shot to get at least to the second round. And now I've got some powerful positions, if I'm right about that. So I think you've got to get you got to believe you can get close. You shouldn't just be taking like total wildcard shots here. Right.
0: I mean, look, it's a lot of these situations. I do think you can go the other way and you can bet the favorite now and then with the idea of I think they'll make the conference finals and then I'll hedge when I get there with a plus number because that's part of the of the battle here is, is it? is it is painful when it's like you have a 19 yeah. to one title future and you're in the conference finals and they're a dog. And now you're like, I need to hedge this, but I have to lay minus 250 on this. Right. And now you're basically having to decide, like, how, like, what's an acceptable profit for me, right? And we have calculators that can help you with that over at ActionNetwork.com and all these things. Um, Last thing before we get to some picks, though, on this is I do want to want to talk about why I like the finalists, the matchups, so much.
1: So I like to hear this because you know I normally push back on these. So so sell me on why you love the matchups.
0: All right. So here's why I love like the matchups. Whether it's it's uh, you can actually do conference finalist matchups, which is amazing over DraftKings right now. NFL, you can be a seven seed, a wild card, and you can make the Super Bowl. You have to win three games. Quarterback gets hurt, right? Like Patrick Mahomes loses his mind in the second half versus the Bengals. Not that I'm mad about it. All these things can happen, okay? In the NBA, it's not really like that. You have seven games. The best team is – not. let me push back on that. Let me rephrase. The team with a matchup advantage, as long as their talent is comparable, is going to win out.
1: The the right team, the right team advances. The right team team that should
0: win the series is going to win most times. We only have a handful of teams. You should only have a handful of teams. Like I'll just tell you right now, like the Lakers are the fourth highest odds to win the Western Conference on DraftKings. You should not bet that right now.
1: No, please, please don't, don't do it. Don't do that.
0: Like, and this is Brandon who has. (laughs) I I was with him for half the year last year, being like,
1: maybe we should bet the Lakers.
0: Uh. No, like this roster is a train wreck. I don't care. If they got Patrick no. Beverly. I don't care if they get Miles Turner. Like,
1: and, can- and I do, I have in the app right now, I have a Lakers title ticket. I believe in there. It's my one future, but that was a future that I'm already counting basically as dead. It was a future bet on, I think they'll get Kyrie and some other guys. Right. And even that looks like it's dead now. And even that we have to move past from.
0: So here are the teams. I think they can win the West, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Suns, the Nuggets. That's my list. I don't think the Grizzlies, Mavericks, Wolves, or Pelicans can win the Western Conference. Okay. So you got okay. three teams there. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, I think the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers right now are the only three teams that I'm willing to say I think can win. Um, the Nets are definitely like a sure, wouldn't surprise me. I would put the Heat and the Hawks in a, okay, a little surprising, but you know what? Good coaching is good coaching. But if you ask me, all right, who are the two teams that you think have the best value to win their conferences? I would say the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 340 and the Los Angeles Clippers at plus 340. If you parlay those two picks right now on DraftKings, it is plus 1836. You get over 18 to one on the Bucks and the Clippers to make the finals. Not win, not exact outcome, just get there. That that's your finals matchup is Bucks versus Clippers. 18 to 1. If I draw out the map of all of the percentage things that have to go right for this to occur, you are absolutely correct that my percentages are not going to work out in a favorable way. I can't sit here and argue like there is an X percent chance of them winning these games where they'll be, I can't do that, okay? But what I can say is if if we do what you like to do, if we take a step back, if we look, if we zoom out, Bucks Clippers, Bucks Warriors, Bucks Suns, Celtics Warriors, Celtics Suns, Celtics Clippers. And I haven't bet all of these because I'm I want to see about the Celtics. That's like, that's the team I want to wait on. But the teams that I think will be higher later, like the Clippers and the box, who I think could definitely wind up being conference favorites depending on how the season goes. I get those bets in now, I add in others later. And now it's an 18 to 1 here and a 19 to 1 there and a 21 there, and I'm covering it and there are teams that I take strong positions on. Never once did I include the Utah Jazz in any of those last year? But that's an easy one. I included the Sixers in like two possible of all of these positions. The Sixers were the only one that I included like twice, like right after the Harden trade, and then there was like another. I think it was when uh, Embiid hurt his hand, and there was a bit a dip there. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to hedge this right now. But to me, getting those returns when I think there's a finite number of outcomes. Because the title, the conference odds and the title odds all factor in all these different teams and their chances of winnings. And I'm basically like, you could just cut out all these other teams and it's only these ones. And if you buy them at, throughout the season, I found that to be a profitable way to come out ahead.
1: I have a hard work. time getting there. You know this, but uh, I understand it. Uh, to me, I think what you described is if I at home just want to put my 10 or 20 bucks on a bucks. Clippers finals at 18 and a half to one. Or if I like, I don't mind playing matchup as I, I guess, actually I would play matchup almost the opposite of you. I don't like the idea of building a position around a whole bunch of mashups. I think that you are chasing ghosts and it's going to sure. be hard to, to find the right position. I don't mind at all choosing a couple teams that I like and just grabbing a long shot, knowing mm. that I'm probably on a loser here. But, I'll, but sure, I'll take my 18 to one or I'll I'll put my 10 bucks on this 70 to one. And I'll just like, if you're the better that doesn't want to build a position and play all year long, you just want to say, you know what? I kind of like the Clippers. I kind of like the Grizzlies. I'm just going to play them. I'm going to say what's their their conference finals odds. And I'll play them both. If that's your two teams, grab your ticket. You're on 45 to one. Forget it ever existed. And now you suddenly make it to the playoffs. And you're like, oh, hey, you know what I have? I have that nice ticket over here that for matchup i don't mind i don't love the idea of uh, it just you're chasing so many things that have to line up especially are, we but here's about the this.
0: Thing. I, I disagree with this okay are the bucks and the clippers both going to be in the nba title conversation come may
1: yeah absolutely assuming assuming that Giannis and Kawhi right. are healthy yes but you still
0: have that you have that same injury issue with uh, with any of these so then now we're just talking about return right like I, I we'll talk about but the straight bets that I have and like I bet those too, right? I have no. I have I already have a, a sizable clippers position. Like I'm no. I'm in on the clippers right now. No. But I like I got baked into that is yeah, I know if Kawhi doesn't come back or doesn't come back healthy or re injures it or Paula George goes down, if either of those guys get hurt, I know that, but it's the same thing with the Warriors yeah. and stuff. I mean, there's sure. there's degrees of probability, right? Like right. there's degrees of, of injury probability this is to use an example here because like Giannis has been a tank Giannis played through a hyper extended knee and dropped 50 in the finals in the getting closeout game. I expect the Bucs and the Clippers to be in that title conversation. I don't expect the Grizzlies to be in that title conversation. I don't expect the Mavericks or wolves to be in that title conversation or the Pelicans or the Blazers. And they might later. And at that point, that's when you have to like pay attention as I do because it's my job and start being like, Oh, Hey, you know what? If the Pelicans might actually have it. Let's put in a, Pel- a Pelicans Bucks position or yeah. you know what I think the Hawks are, are really are different with DeJounte Murray let's put in a Hawks you know Suns position whatever it is and if you ask like are you betting all of these all the time like am I betting Warrior am I betting all those three teams and all versus those three teams in all combinations the answer is no like it's based on like I don't have Warriors or Celtics positions right now again because I have concerns about their regular season performance and things going sideways yeah. And so I want to see like what that regular season looks like. But this does get into the question, Brandon, before we get into the picks of buying the dip. Sometimes I actually think we do it too much. I think mm-hmm. I, in particular, buy the dip too much of like we, we like you and I cost ourselves this last year. It was an emotional hedge. We can admit that with the Lakers. But like we bet a lot with and a good comparison here. We never bet the Nets. Did you, bet, did you bet the Nets at almost, a, like, almost at any point?
1: Never. Never like, never for any series, yeah. never conference, never okay. title. I wouldn't do it. I could not do it. I was Dr. Seussing. The Nets yeah. would not, could not, cannot, did not.
0: I bet them in the series because after I did the film work, I was like, oh, I like this matchup. And then if you go back, it's it, sorry, but I will go ahead and say this. Like, look, game one was a bonkers ending. <sighs> that game goes a little bit differently. And all of a sudden that series may look different. I'm not saying they would have won. They wouldn't have because that team sucked. But it might have looked a little bit different. But what I will say is, all through the year, I said, you can't bet nets. I went on, you better, you bet radio program. I'm often on, you can't bet nets. I went on radio programs around the country. Yeah. You, the favorites, I said, you can't bet nets. So, but we bet the Lakers yeah. sometimes in a dip. <laughs> I, I think now I'll say this we bet, I bet the Bucs is a dip. And I think that that was a good bet. I think I got unlucky with the Chris Middleton injury.
1: Yeah. But these no, are I the, agree.
0: This is the thing don't bet title or conference futures based off of this team was here and is considered this good. And now they're lower. You need to really like, you have to have yeah. investor confidence that that team is not what it looks like. like. I felt like the warriors, I bought the warriors dip because I was like, people are overreacting to what I think are not going to be serious injuries. And that at full health, these two, the, this team is elite on defense and has Steph Curry and that, end up
1: being right. Injury. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're saying is, don't buy the dip just to buy the dip. Like just because the odds dropped off and you're like, oh man, this team is at plus 700 now. Well, just two weeks ago, they are at plus 400. I gotta grab that ticket. There must be value there. not necessarily, right. <laughs> there is a reason that they dropped from 400 to 700. What's the reason? That's your job to figure out as the better. And maybe the reason is, eh, they got unlucky. They they missed a couple games from whoever had a bad schedule luck game they they lost in a buzzer beater this is an overreaction great buy the depth you've you've just found great value and for me that's why I don't want to bet on any of these favorites right now for conference and title odds there's so much there's a hundred games each of these teams has to play before we ever get to one of those teams winning one of these bets for us I don't want to buy the Celtics the Bucks the Nets the Clippers the Warriors I'm not investing anything off of this podcast on conference or title odds. I don't want to touch it because even if I like one of those teams and I do, I'm going to find a dip somewhere because I'm going to watch every day like you are and we're going to be on the podcast and somewhere during the season, Steph is going to miss two weeks or someone's going to go in a three-week funk or whatever. There's going to be a dip. If there's a team I like and I can wait on it, I won't mind it. But if the dip is, hey man, There was that fight. Remember the fight we saw on television and now suddenly these guys aren't playing well together and now there's rumblings and trade rumors. And now this guy looks like he might be hurt and he's playing injured. Don't buy the dip. The dip is there for a reason. Now you don't need to invest just because you're getting quote unquote a better number. You know, the better number still has to actually hit something at the end. So I think that's the last thing for me. The only other thought is as far as you're, you're grabbing the pairs of teams I will say I like the idea of grabbing finals matchup far more than I like conference matchup. The reason is this. You could grab a Celtics-Bucks conference matchup. Maybe you like them. Those are your two teams in the East. You're riding it out. Well, there's literally close to a 50-50 shot because the way brackets work, that they might literally not even be able to play in the conference finals. We don't have that risk in the finals. There's no risk of oops, the Celtics and Clippers are on the same half of the bracket. We can't meet each other. So I do like, be be careful. Be careful if you're betting one of these combos. I like the title combo much better because you might have a brilliant ticket with great value. That is DOA when the bracket comes out.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right on that. Um, Look, I, I do want to be clear on this. My larger unit plays are always going to be on the straight bets. Yes. But... I will build these positions off of long shots because I'm getting the kind of return I am when I'm getting 20 to one, when I'm getting, you know, and these conference finals bets, like I'm parlaying four sets, which that's a lot. Again, the percentage chances of that is going to be negative EV. And I understand that for me, it's comes out on as a plus EV, because again, I'm just like, is there like, what are the percentage chances that these are the one, two seeds, you know? And like, from that perspective, you want it being at least okay for me to take the shot at 30 to one, which is what I'm getting. Some of these on. That returns nice. I'm not leveraging my bankroll on it. I'm not betting heavy units on it. It's smattering and it helps with the final profit margin. Yeah, look, look. Sometimes it's
1: nice to have that ticket to show off. Like, here's my seventy-five to one. I got it.
0: If you're gonna build these positions like me, you have to. I did learn this. I have to get bigger numbers because I'm chewing into my percentage every single week by because I'm betting consistently. Like I don't leave these things alone because I'm taking in new information and sometimes overreacting. And that's something I'm working on. I'm going to try and do that less. Yeah. Um, another thing, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I want to, I like the idea of like b- of betting on a consistent basis to build these positions on title or whatever, even if it's just straight title bets. Uh, and you're like, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, I have a job. <laughs> I have a life. Um, you can just basically set a reminder and then go on the action app and just check where the odds are and be like, Oh, okay, this is higher than it was last, last, like, I remember this being, yeah, you know, they were plus 450 last month, and they're plus 600. Now, is there a reason I don't like them? Or that I would like them less? And if you follow the league, which if you're listening to this podcast, you you do, and you'll have a pretty good sense of those kind of things. And yeah, you'll be able to hear like reactions to injuries and things like that. I will say as much as you said, like, there's a reason that the dip happens. The Lot lot of in season movement on title odds based off of short term injury concerns because the books basically have to be like I have to downgrade them because I don't know if he's going to get better. That was the thing with Stefan Draymond is they were like, well they're hurt and they're not back yet, so we have to downgrade them. Yeah. And I was like, there's been no word out of out of Golden State that these that they're concerned. Right. None. There's been no the the beat writers will tell you and we will tell will tell us and we will tell you yeah. like they'll tweet it and we will talk talk about in this podcast. If there's like a, this is concerning.
1: And that's where the, to toot your horn for you, that's where you're, you will bring great value to this podcast because you have, through your work in the industry, built those connections to have some of the good insights and connections to say, Hey, you know what? I haven't heard anything really too worrying about the Warriors. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. Don't worry. Cause, cause I went out, I was in on the Warriors, not as early as you, but then I went in harder and I was like, all right, this is a Warriors year. I've seen this before we're going and then we got to the Steph Funk, and I was still okay. It was a long season. We get there. When the Draymond back injury happened, I just was like, nope, I'm out. It's, I, this doesn't seem right. But you're the insider, and that's where you come back to the Buckets podcast all year long. You're going to hear from Matt, from the sources, and from his knowledge of just how does this stuff go? How are these reports coming out? you've got to be able to get some of that information and track things. So should, should we get to some picks here for our listeners?
0: Yeah, before we get out of here, uh, you actually don't have any plays outside of the Lakers, which you just talked about was a, was basically a Kyrie <laughs> Irving play. When do you think you'll make your first NBA title bet?
1: Well, uh, let me give you just two bets here. Two, two bets, no title bet. I think that I may actually end up not making a title bet until maybe even the playoffs or much closer to the playoffs, but I'm okay. not sure. This is workshopping. Based on the logic I said earlier, I'm looking through the odds. We've got on, on Action Network, there's the wonderful the, the odds comparison tool that I live on these days, being able to look at all the books at once. I'm going to make the same case. I'm going to take one conference play in the West, one in the East, and I'm going to save you the time to make you the exact same case for both of them. These teams have an MVP caliber center. They're very good teams that I expect to win a lot of regular season games. I don't know if I believe them to win the entire title and win four series. I I don't. I don't believe in them to be able to do that. I do believe they could be a one or two seed, win the first round relatively easily, get past the second round, and give me a hedge opportunity that I will probably want in the conference finals. So give me Philadelphia 76ers to win the East plus 850. Give me the Denver Nuggets to win the West plus 1000. I will want to hedge out of those positions in all likelihood. But that is me saying, I like you as a regular season team. I think you'll win twice in the playoffs. You'll give me a position then in that third series. So Sixers and Nuggets, conference odds. Okay.
0: Like I said, I don't like the conference. I want to see them the I want to only bet the conference when I have the bracket. That's one sure. I do want to see. I put three bets into the app. And I added okay. a fourth one based off of Intel. I have a sons plus 900 bet that was based off of when the week before Kevin Durant issued his, his request, I heard the sons are, there's a lot of noise about them and Kevin Durant. And I was like, but he's a net <laughs> for like a long time. And then so, but I heard that he really likes the sons that there's a relationship. So I bet the Suns plus 900 and then the trade request comes out and it gets reported that the suns are the thing and they go down. And now they had to sign Aiden because of the Pacers that goes back up because the odds of the sun's getting Katie or are not infinitesimal. I always kind of lean towards star players get this way. So if Katie changes his mind and he wants out, I still kind of look at the suns and go, what if something, you something know, gets done there? The point though, was I bet them because I felt like I could live with a title bet on the suns, even yeah. if Katie didn't go there. Yep. So I bet the Suns. I I
1: had a Warriors ticket. I forgot to for the exact same logic where I was like, you know what? I think that Durant could go to the Warriors. Turns out he did not. But I was like, if worst case scenario, I still have a Warriors ticket without him. So I get the logic.
0: I bet a very small amount on the Raptors as well because of the likelihood of him going there. Just because I was like, that's like a ready-made team. Right. It was a very small play. The
1: bigger, by by the way, speaking of buying the dip, we got guy, we have Joe Delara and Berg at, at action network bought the dip on the nets while you and I were buying the teams we thought Durant would go to. We've got a couple of guys at action with like 50 to one title odds tickets on the nets now, because they bought the dip and got it while everyone was getting ready to leave. So that's a good example of where you can play buying the dip to your advantage.
0: I would be so disgusted if the nets won the title, I would just be (laughs) disgusted. That may be value, but boy, that's disgusting. I'll deal with that when we when it gets to I'll get it. Right now, I'm still not willing to buy the Nets. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. I'm still not there. Lost Bruce Brown. Not sure they got better. Don't trust Kyrie. The three teams I did go ahead and I wrote this up on action. There's an article out there. I got these numbers at comparable bets. Uh, I got the Clippers at plus 850. They're now plus 700. That, to me, as I mentioned, that's the best value on the board. Teams loaded. Just... Front to back. I don't have to worry about you. You mentioned like who's going to be good in the regular season. This is the exact opposite approach. Don't give a shit how the Clippers do in the regular season. <laughs> I don't care if they're the sixth seed. I don't care if they're in the play-in. I'm going to like them. Uh, they should have Kawhi and PG back. This team is deep as hell. I think they're the deepest team in the league. They're exceptionally well coached. Even if I think Ty Lue is overrated as a coach because everyone thinks he's top three and I think he's top seven, then I still think that Ty Lue is an exceptional coach, right? Like I don't have any argument with, with Ty Lue being a top five coach. From that perspective, this is like th- this team at seven to one. Kawhi has a lot of injury issues, but he looks strong as hell. I have no reason to like, they're not dependent on a fragile infrastructure. They still can survive if Kawhi or PG need to miss time. They're great value. The Sixers are are actually moved backwards because of the Nets yeah. getting KD back. I got them at 1600 and I thought this would be shorter. And right now at 17. This is incomprehensible to me. You and I love the Sixers. I'm surprised you're not on this with me. I get that it's a regular season versus playoff thing, and I get that because it's Doc Rivers and it's Joel Embiid. Exactly. But this team is so stacked. They may have a cakewalk. Like, they may just get a very one, an easy eight seed, an easy five seed, and be able to just trot on up to a conference finals appearance, and then we can worry about it then. Now, maybe the 4-5 or five is really tough in the Eastern Conference because it was better last year. But I also think there's a good chance that some of those teams kind of fall off. I think Chicago probably takes a dip. I think it's hard for me to imagine the Raptors either not going up or down. They're just like staying where they are. Um, there's all these kinds of kind of situations. So I, I still like the Sixers. I like them even more at 17-1. I think this has really good value.
1: Yeah, the the only difference for me is that there is nothing in me that wants to lend my money to Joel Embiid and James Harden and say, go ahead, have some fun. See you in 10 months. Hope you're still there when I need my money back. That's it. So I just, I want, I want a chance to get out earlier. Otherwise I'm with you all the way. I just don't want to have to trust Embiid and Harden for that long.
0: Let let me make a counter argument. I would much rather just bet them now and not worry about it than try and figure (laughs) out what the hell is going to happen on them on a night to night basis or about what the next three months look like. Like the short term with them is maddening. I just want to be able to be like, Nope, I got the money in with an MVP candidate and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, who I think takes a leap and Daryl Morey put together a very good team. I'm in. I don't have to. I I don't have to worry about betting the Sixers later. I'm in on the Sixers already. And then uh, I bet the Bucs at plus eight hundred. They're down to plus six fifty. Already getting return on that. I expect that to get better. Look, as long as Giannis is around, the Bucs are going to be a title contender. That's that's he is one of the three best players in bat in, four best players in basketball. Like the top tier right now are Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Giannis and and Steph Curry. Those are the four best players in the world. And if you just want to bet those four guys, I can't blame you. Like, I don't have tickets on two of those dudes.
1: That, that's funny. When when you said three and then immediately hedged and went a little higher, you said three and I immediately was going to be like, mm, too high. Go lower. We don't we don't need three. We'll, we'll go less. <laughs> the, Giannis is great. Having a title future on Giannis. Duh. Great. Good position. Yeah.
0: yeah. So those are the teams that I think have value right now. We'll probably have more closer to the season. Uh, for more, you can attract all of Brandon's futures and my futures in the Action Network app, download it right now. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back on Thursday. We're going to do how to bet win totals. It's win total season. The next month of our lives, well, the next month of my life, and the next like quarter of Brandon's <laughs> life because he's in the NFL, uh, is going to be on an NBA win total. So we we'll talk about those as well. As speaking of which, Check got Brandon on the action network podcast, the NFL side. He's got uh, lots of preseason content coming out. He's doing rankings of everything. I think he's doing like special teams, second units, like w- the top <laughs> the top 30 second special teams units in the NFL. I-, I
1: absolutely ranked special teams one to 32, but I'm not writing about it, but it's in my roster matrices. I do have articles coming up articles and podcasts on every NFL award NFL season leaders, every category. We got exotics. There's a lot of stuff coming. So make sure to watch at the website, actionnetwork.com. Make sure to check out the Action Network podcast. And then I will be on Mondays and Fridays during the regular season there too. All
0: right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you have yourselves a great week. I'm going to go try and get well. And we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday for how to bet NBA win totals. Let's get fucked.